Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning, Western New York golfers, and welcome to the Tee to Green Radio Show. I'm very happy today to be uh, at Glen Oak Golf Club on this beautiful morning, and you guys might be in for a little ride this morning. I've been doing radio for almost 20 years, and this is my second time hosting, so uh, so bear with me. But fortunately, I have two great talents with me today. On my left, I have Timothy P. Freeze, PGA, and just, just coming off a win at the Western New York Open here at Glen Oak this week. Uh, good morning, Tim, and welcome to Tee to Green Radio. How are you, Tim? Today. Good morning. It's uh, wonderful to do the show with you again over the years. We've been doing some fun stuff out of studio and on site. Uh, but you got your sport in the glasses this morning. It's nice That's right. Well, it's nice and sunny. Well, and the last time I did this by myself, you were there too. It was yeah, in the studio. There we go. It was after Bill's long, camp. Remember that? That was a long time PGA ago. PGA Championship 2013. Yeah, it was a bad show. We're trying not to remember it because I stumbled <laughs> all the way through it. And with us, our first round draft pick who's added a ton to the T to Green brand this year, Jeff Blank. Jeff, welcome to the radio show. Good morning. Well, thank you. I hope I'm not a bust. No, no, too late. You already are in a bust. Yeah, well, you're already. Yeah, and we got you for five years. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. Yeah, we, we yeah. can't the four year and then the fifth year option on you. So you're stuck. What a morning. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of cool. We're sitting out on the patio at Glen Oak watching golfers go by and getting ready for another beautiful day of golf. It's probably going to be busy here today, Freezer. Going to be busy. It's a, uh, you know, forecast is great. Tomorrow we might get a little something. Uh, but the, the just like uh, earlier in the week. We got that inch and a quarter or something like that over there. Mm-hmm. Everybody needed it. Your your ground was cracking. Oh yeah, it feels good to cool down for a couple of days too. At least we're yeah we're we're all experiencing these summer blues right now with the drought conditions. But we're here to talk about golf. So let's uh let's kind of recap uh, and get your guys. I'm going to start with you, Jeff. Well, you you have a little different perspective on that maybe than Tim and I did. The British Open last week. What is your initial impression on? I know it seems like it happened a month ago because it's Saturday and so much has happened since then. But what what were your impressions of the British Open? this week it's hard not to start with Rory Mm -hmm. I mean I think the story of the week was potentially him securing that open championship he's the he's kind of the face of the PGA Tour right now so Mm -hmm. it would have been a nice momentum driver for him to win that open but Cam Smith I mean geez that putter was ridiculous on the back nine I mean he started off the back nine what four four shots back something like that yeah well he shoots 30 on the back 30 on the back nine I mean what are you gonna do but yeah I mean I think Rory's the story a little bit uh, but Cam Smith up and coming 
And um, the thing I notice is it's like when something always happens at the British Open that makes you refocus on a different part of your game, I feel like. Remember Todd Hamilton we talked about a couple weeks ago? Everybody started chipping with a hybrid. Well, now I think everybody's working on their lag putting after watching uh, Cam Smith that week. Or I bet a few of those Scotty Cameron putters sell this week, Freezer. Yeah, the, he just showed such a prowess with his in that shot he hit on 17 when you're like, uh-oh, if he doesn't get around that road bunker, yeah. Rory's right there. And, and he, Rory, how, if he doesn't make, if he makes one putter, two, he's right there, right? But he, Cam Smith made the putts. Um, but architects around the world now are creating a lot of those putting, you know, opportunities around greens, you know, yeah, shaving mo- down the roughs and... I tell you what, he, Cam Smith used a putter everywhere. Rory putted from how far off the green or something. Oh, yeah, and there's a lot more runoffs. Like, they showed a video of Rory trying to putt from that same spot a few years yeah. ago, and he ended up in the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> so Lee Westwood did it yesterday on Twitter trying to do it. And no. it now, yeah, how do you get up and down from there? I don't know what I'd have been thinking if that was me in that situation. I, I'd just been thinking, well, here comes a bogey. Yeah, hopefully I can get it on the green and two putt. But, but imagine the confidence you have to have where Cam Smith's basically saying, I just need to get it on the green somewhere, and I'm, you know, I'm fine. He makes the putt. Yeah, 10 footer for par and moves on um he, he you know he did it well too yeah he he completed that right he puts it up and then he makes that 12 15 footer right in the middle he right wasn't middle. hitting edges yeah no and then unfortunately you know what's the, one of the first things he gets asked in the interview is are you going to live yeah <laughs> you, right you, you know and i guess that's where our, our state of golf is at this point and uh, you guys are new to so this is, you know, not to direct too quickly into a bad topic, but geez, Freezer, what, what are your, you know, this is, it seems to be growing. It seems to be gaining a little bit of momentum. I mean, you're talking to Charles Barkley, you're talking two more guys switch this week, Freezer. What's your thoughts on live Freezer? I can probably guess by looking at your face, but people on the radio uh, can't see it. Yeah. yeah. And then this week you hear Stenson's gonna, he writes the letter and, and, uh, it's just tough to kind of see because we're just so used to, you know, what if NFL, what if the USFL actually started to work? Yeah, this started is where we're at. We don't want fractionalization million. here. Right. In a sense, you wish they would kind of get together. Rory kind of mentioned that if we can put something together here. But this is, this is a big money grab. <laughs> There's really no way of getting around this. They're, they're all jumping. Hey, I'll give you $20 million if you come over and play a few rounds of golf and shoot in the 80s on the final round, which is Saturday. Um, <laughs> Right. And I, you know, I guess I look, I, I thought Tiger's comments were the most on point, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, you're here to compete, you know, like uh, you're here to play golf, to try to get better, to try to win majors to, tr- this is why you play golf. And live doesn't have that deal or that panache that doesn't have that as an offering. It just has straight up cash as an offering, which isn't bad. They are getting a lot of the, uh, older end of their career, middle of the pack guys right now. But if you get a camp Smith, yeah. it changes the equation, doesn't it? kind of the midlife crisis tour right now until they get some of the younger talent in the top 20 of the world and Mm -hmm. i I don't really know and cam smith i mean coming off the open championship win i mean i just don't see it yeah i don't don't see him jumping i mean he's going to be the headlining the president's cup team for the international side he's got a lot in front of him he talked last week about performing better in the fedex cup so i think his focus right now is going to be what's ahead of him not I think he cares a little bit more about legacy um, than he than he does about money right now. So I don't see it happening in the near term. You know, talk, well, talk to me in twenty twenty three. We'll see where he's at. Yeah, it's but. probably a great time to sign up some new sponsors for yeah. him anyway, because I'm sure he's going to make exactly. a few bucks just off his uh, his win there. You know, British Airways or someone signs him to a. I mean, he'll make. He's got enough money to be comfortable for the rest of his life and and things like that. But uh, so 
Yeah, if they start pulling those kind of guys, then I think there's going to have to be talk of a merger or some kind of working together. The problem I have with it is, you know, the PGA Tour, every event's raising money for charity or every event has some kind of history. And in that vein, one of the coolest things I saw this week, I don't know if you guys saw it, was the Adaptive Golf Championship happened this week. Did you uh, catch any of that? Absolutely. The trophies freezer. Are you familiar with it? I, yeah, I was watching it, and and of course here we've had the great fortune of uh, being the um, kind of the, the place, the the official site of of the West New York um, Special Olympics training mm-hmm. facility. So they come here every Thursday night, and they're playing golf. They get out of their car, and the athletes are running to the range to for for their for their lesson for that night. And I think it's fantastic. So on on TV, and did you see Ken Green? I did see Ken Green. Ken Green was competing. And I, I have a little connection with Ken Green. That's As you right. know, John Hecker, our best bud, one of our best buds in Rochester, that's his best buddy. He stayed with yes. him when he played in the senior championship. I saw him that week. Lost a terrible story terrible with Ken accident. Green. Terrible lost his wife. And lost his wife, his dog, his yeah. leg, his somebody else, accident. his brother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, but it's inspirational to watch these guys and ladies go out there and use the adaptive cart or, you know, have one leg and one and all the different ways they find to get around a golf course. You know, we're sitting here looking at our gear and thinking a half a degree on our lie angles or our barns angle might make a difference. And we go, I gotta have this, 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 this. And these guys are, you know, they're using 14 foot long clubs and they got no arms and they got no, and they're still finding a way to go out there and shoot scores. And, um, well, we, you know, Jeff, you and I've been trained over the years, obviously with our whole program Mm -hmm. and doing all the different ways uh, to, you know, coming out of Walter Reed, um, uh, training the athletes to you and I have been at how many different places uh, oh, grow how many classes and, yeah right and, and, and watching how they overcome they want to play golf because it is a social thing here and even the trophies were cool yeah. yeah so hopefully that's an event that starts to get some TV time and gets a little more pub and you know because that's to me that's what's cool about golf is you can do that you could play one-handed you can be blind and play golf you can you can get on uh, one of those solo riders. It's, we have a solo. You have a solo rider here at Clon Oak, right? There's one at Erie, uh, one in Buffalo here, and one in Rochester. Absolutely, that single rider cart that you use your, your you can use one hand yep. and a couple fingers, and you can make that thing go around, pull right up to your spot, uh, hit your shot, and just keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. So people that don't know, a solo rider cart is is an adaptive cart. So they strap in if you have no use of your legs or, or certain things, and you could take it anywhere on the tee, and it'll tilt sideways, and you could tilt the seat so that you can make a swing. Um, really, really cool, really, really expensive, but a really, really cool tool for these, for golfers that want to be adaptive. So if someone wanted to come out to Glen Oak and use that, they can, they just just make sure you call ahead. Foundation paid for it. Yep. Uh, Right. Uh, We raised some money and uh, got three of these carts. They're, they're fantastic. Battery operated. Um, they roll, they go pretty fast. Yes. I drove it. Yeah. Yeah. They're fun to drive. Yeah. Yeah, You got to steer left to go to the right. That type of a cart, right? Yeah. Um, but no, they're they're fantastic to have. Some of our vets uh, have used it to go out to the range and, and use it to get, and then we go on the golf course and play with the vets. So yeah. the adaptive golf and and showing that on TV, and I think it was on NBC. I think so. Yeah, That's I saw fantastic. clips. I didn't get to see as much of it. I saw a lot of highlights. I saw a lot of it on Twitter, and I, uh, for me, it was cool to see. Well, this guy's got one arm. Well, how is he adapting? You know, because we deal with it with the vets. So how how did this guy make this adaptation to go out and play and? Uh, and at the blind golfers, you know, it's just amazing to me that uh, that they can, you know, have that much proprioception and awareness of their body and and hit golf shots. Uh, and obviously, there's someone there to help them. But cool, cool stuff to watch. And you know, to me, that represents golf, and the British Open represents golf way more than I would say live. Well, that's represents what I was say golf. The, the timing of that was was perfect. Golf kind of needed a, a 
refresher, and the, I think the adaptive side was, was perfect for mm -hmm. that. Taking the attention away from the money grab. Where is the money coming from for Liv? That kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So I think this was perfect. Yeah. And fun, fun, fun stuff to watch and inspirational. It makes you want to go out. And if you haven't ever done it, go out. And we when we took classes like this, if you're into go out and just hit one shot, hit a shot with just your right arm or hit a shot with just your left arm. Or we, they had us put glasses on with Vaseline on them so right. you couldn't see and try to hit shots or hit a shot off your, hitting a shot off your knees isn't that hard actually. But Because um, you but, can do it. Because I can do it. Yeah, it got me in trouble once. That's another story <laughs> kind of bet. But um, <laughs> made member angry. But, um, but yeah, it's been fun. And Freezer, you had a good week. You had a nice, uh, we had the Western New York Open here at Glen Oak and uh, you came out victorious again. I mean, you're, no offense, Freezer, you're, you got to let these young guys win. How come it's all the older guys that keep winning all these tournaments? Yeah, though? the Wiley, you know, it was kind of an inclement weather day there and uh, taught long ago how to uh when when the weather goes a little sour you know half the field doesn't want to be there so you got them beat and then you try to figure out how to keep your grips dry and uh and i got to play with one of our best players in western new york and that's nick Palladino down in craigburn he's just a wonderful player just starting a fan about to have a, another child as well as his uh his roommate down there in uh, at Craig Byrne, Faulkner's going to have another yes, baby here coming up. Yeah. I was right? going to pick on Faulkner, but he might be in, he might <laughs> be in a waiting room right now. Yeah, so, it's yeah. once a show you can pick on. Yeah, Timmy once there. you see, I pick on him. Yeah, usually yeah. about his weight, but not this week. So, but yeah, we had a lot of uh, the best amateurs and, and pros in Western New York to play mm -hmm. here at Glen Oak, and and again we had over an inch of rain in it. That the course kind of made it through mm -hmm. a little water in the bunkers, but we just had a nice day. Got breezy, and uh, you just kind of pull on your. A lot of knockdown shots, and, and we can go into that for you've done this in, in tip of the week. But it's just kind of getting in front, keeping the ball in front of you, keeping the hole in front of you. Um, yeah, just picking away at it. It's not a day you're going deep or, or low. It's just a, kind of a survival thing. And you saw a little bit at the at the open with stuff like that as the wind blows, but they had just such a wonderful week. And by the way, you mentioned about Tiger uh, comments that Tiger made was refreshing. For the first time, he's kind of coming out and opening up a little bit and sat in front of that mic and actually said what he's thinking. There wasn't any sugarcoating. I just kind of love to hear that. I loved his attitude, and I think, you know, all of us that grew up watching Tiger have embraced that kind of attitude of constantly getting better, constantly challenging yourself. You know, you're here for the competition. You know, playing in a live event, there's that doesn't. It feels like a pro am to me. Like a, you're guaranteed purse. You're just gonna play in a shotgun or a member guest. Where Tiger and I, I agree with you. Tiger's comments reminded me of why I played golf when yeah. I was. Yeah. Hey, you want to? I want to advance. I want to get better. I want to get into the better events. I want to do well in the better events. I want to, you know, you want to start at the local level, then you want to play at the state level, then you want to play at the national level, and those are the, you know, as a competitive golfer. That's what drives you. I don't know what would be driving you as a golfer if you woke up in the morning and I'm going to get paid 120 grand no matter what I shoot today. Well, you're you're a wordsmith, Jeff. So the word meritocracy has mm -hmm. you've heard this word. I'm a wordsmith. Okay. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are. You know, okay. your your bumps and your raps. So you know when you hear that word, it's about that performance. So mm -hmm. golf is so cool. Um, you can play basketball and and kind of have a tough day or football and kind of have a tough in golf. It's you. Right. It's your score. Your score represents this objective measure of how you did that day compared to everybody else that played that mm -hmm. particular day. And that's what's almost being lost now on live. You know, it's just we're just not used to seeing this. Yeah, who um, shot 82 or something and made, you know, $3 million in a team bet or something? I can't even remember who it was. Yeah, and and that's probably the problem with that that tour is you, you're not going to remember. You're not going to – who cares what they do? And and you're right. It's a, it is a meritocracy in golf, right? And that's why it was always better to shoot 77 instead of 78. You're going to grind it out on that that's last right. hole and try to make that six-footer because that looks way better than a 78. That's right. And that's kind of how you always played. And I think Liv peels that away from golf a little bit. I, I don't see 
if they if they don't give those guys uh, world ranking points, I think it'll fade away in a, two three over years. If they don't. They become not as relevant on the world stage, and, but that might, you can imagine, that might not be, in, here's a young kid coming out, and yep. they're going to throw him a boatload of cash, and all of a sudden he's, he, his family's kind of set for a while. Does he, does he kind of sit back a little bit? Isn't that the problem with golf? Aren't those every athlete, men and women, trying to do yep. their best every time they can? So they, they build up points. They build up world ranking. They, they can get in better events. That's, right. that's the whole program. And then you get sponsors, and, and, the, and the stuff comes along with that. Then, hey, Titleist throws you money. Uh, RBC throws you money. You know, you, get a, you do some corporate out. And there's plenty of money to be made in that, in, in that business. But I think you're right. I can see a young kid coming up and saying just coming out of college and taking the live money to give himself a cushion but and i can see the senior guys like the 45 year olds at the end of my career take some money but i can't see being a top 50 or 100 player in the world wanting to go there the thing is these guys made their name on the pga tour you talk about the young guy coming out of college very few people really know him so Mm -hmm. who's really going to follow him on the live tour at that point i mean true paying a boatload of money to guys that have already earned that reputation and, and Jason Kokrak? Jason. Jason. <laughs> is, that, is that a recognizable name to yeah, most people? I mean, yeah. Mid 30s in the world, I think. 30. Is he that high? Yeah, you know, I wonder high. if we're heading. You think about You guys, I wonder what you think. Is in other sports, you do have a uh, rookie contract, right? Yeah. You have this ability to, hey, you made the NBA. Hey, you made the NFL. Right. Um, you made the hockey team and you're playing for the, the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Here's your contract, right? And if you're better, then you get a little bit more. In golf, there isn't that. There, there might be. Maybe this is an opportunity to say, hey, you made the top 125. Here's the money that it would take to, for you to stay out here, to play the minimum events we have, you know, and if the sponsors come and give you a couple extra bucks. What do you guys think of that, almost that entry level, you made the tour, here's some dough to get you going, you can make yeah. a living. I, I wonder, or, or just leave it alone. Here's 50 grand. Well, don't they make a few, but maybe they... You know, they're, they're, I, can, I can see where that would be a benefit to the tour players and attract them. Um, I can see golf changing. I can see the function of the tour and how things are done. You know, maybe there's a, a couple of years from now they, they merge in some way, shape, or form, and all that money goes to charity and a few extra guaranteed dollars. Um, there's still just ridiculous amounts of money. Like Rory said, you know, we're getting paid to play golf. You know, it's, yeah. yeah, seriously. Yeah, 99.99% of Americans wake up every morning, and they're waking up today, and there's people listening to us driving to a golf course. They're going to spend 100 bucks today to play golf between their greens fees and their cart and their food and their yeah. golf balls and everything else. And and uh, to yeah. whine about, you know. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I don't want PGA Tour players at any level to lose money, in, you know, attending a tournament. So whether it's a minimum salary or whatever it's going to be, they take care of their travel and expenses and things like that. I think – that's the baseline for me. You shouldn't lose money if you've earned your tour card. Yeah, and that the pureness of if, if we're going to be in the, in the, the betting, now that the PGA Tour is in, you can bet if somebody gets up and down, you can bet that they're going to perform well, right? When you're guaranteed some money, mm-hmm. maybe that, that is watered down a little bit. Well, if it doesn't work out, I still get this. Whereas if you're playing for your livelihood – Aren't you kind of doing your best on every shot? Isn't that the program? Yeah, but isn't every tour player got a club or a ball contract and getting a minimum stipend? Aren't you getting two grand to hit a Titleist or a TaylorMade driver that week and so much to play the ball? And 99% of people get some kind of clothing. And, you know, maybe you got to pay your caddy and your travel expenses. But you also, one purse, you know, a Q school. Q school is fading away because that gets you into the Corn Ferry Tour now. And, um, And I like that idea yep. and they've earned their money if you're if you're one of the top people on the court you've made enough money to cover yourself for the next year on the pga tour and cover your expenses and you've cut your teeth and your success rate 
is better coming off the corn ferry, mm-hmm. right, than it is just the old way of doing Q school. And and I tell you what, even the U.S. Open qualifying, right, when you see these these men and women, they when they're, when they're emotional, mm-hmm. when they've made it. I mean, that's yeah. what that's what the pureness of it, isn't yeah. it? You've made it, and see what you can do with it, rather than the contract stuff, yeah. right? So I, I wonder where this is going to head. I, I look at Zalatoris, the Gala coming yeah. off the corn ferry. I mean, they yeah, that's the Gala, by the way. He has been fun to watch. Yes. Not, yeah. not so good this week. Okay. I, I, I bet him. And, uh, yes, yeah, so right? Good, but but um, how about that? Uh, tra- it was the Travelers? Was that a, that oh, yeah, small out of the bunk, out of the train wreck and, right oh, there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he had, but, Tough to watch. But he's a kid, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, he doesn't look like a kid, but he's young, right? Didn't he yeah. just come out of college? Wasn't he one of the, yeah. the top Nicholas Award winning? Blah, well, blah, happened, yeah, Haskins Award. What happened this week? He missed the cut, but he shaved his beard. Oh, so I think there's Samson's, there. Samson's hair there, right? Same get, idea. <laughs> he's got to get the beard back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never had anything that good, so I, uh, I didn't know. Well, um, we're going to take a break here in a minute, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Pat Phillips. We're going to have our PGA Tip of the Week, and we're going to talk about putter fitting, and putter design and how it can affect your putting stroke. Um, you know, I haven't watched Cam Smith uh, putt very well this week. Everybody's interest has peaked in putting. So after this break, we're going to come back, talk to Pat Phillips, and get our PGA tip of the weekend. We'll catch you on the other side of the break. You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Bean. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tea to Green coming up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Listen up, golfers. It's time for our tip of the week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. And we are back on Tee to Green Radio. We are on the patio at Cleno Golf Club, watching these golfers get ready on a beautiful morning. And this, we have a third, we have two PGA, I got Follow, I'm with Tim Freeze, PGA, and Jeff Blanks, not a PGA member, but part of the TD Green team. And now we're bringing in our third PGA member, Pat Phillips, to help us talk about putters, putter fitting, and everything they can do for you over at Woods to Wedges. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for coming on with us. Good morning, guys. Glad to be with you. Glad to be with you, Pat. 
How's it going this morning, Pat? You ready for a busy day of uh, fittings and lessons over there at your place of work? Yeah, we're uh, we're still rocking and rolling over there. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been busy. We've been doing a lot of lessons, more lessons that this time of year than uh, than fittings. But uh, yeah, we're we're doing uh, a bunch of fittings as well. So, Pat, we wanted to talk today a little bit. Everybody watched Cam Smith this week, and you've got you have the Sam Putt Lab over there, and you do some putter fittings, and, and you know a lot about putter design. Talk to us a little bit about how putter design, can how it interacts with your putting stroke or can affect your putting stroke, and, and what tips and advice you might have people. We talk a lot about fitting for drivers and fitting for irons and, and getting fit for golf and all this other stuff, but we don't frequently talk about how to get the proper putter in our hands to hit good strokes. Give us a little starting point for people listening on, on what you might want to look for when purchasing a putter. Yeah, sure. Uh, putter, obviously, it's the most important club in the bag, right? We're going to use that club every time. Well, every hole, maybe, unless you hole it out from the fairway, which would be nice, too. But, um, yes. yeah, there's you know, three different styles of putters. We have, uh, you know, there's a face balance putter, there's a slight toe hang, and then there's a severe toe hang putter. Now, depending on the, the stroke that uh, the player has, Depends on which which uh, putter we would fit them into. If somebody has a very slight arc, they, they're going to need like a face balance putter. All that is is like if you balance the the putter on on your two fingers, the face should be pointing to, straight up at the sky. And uh, the the toe hang putters, the severe toe hang, the the toe hang really uh, far down to the ground. Like, so, what would be an example of that? Would that be like the old eighty eight oh two, the old yeah, blade putter like that, Nicholas that, used to use? Yeah, that Wilson eighty eight oh two for sure. That that part of that hangs straight down to the ground. Now, that's for for a guy that really kind of has a, a pretty strong arc in the swing and somebody that likes to the, the release the hands a little bit too. Um, so if you have like a stroke that has a slight arc and you're using that that putter that style, it, it's fighting you every time. You know, it's not, it's not uh, your natural stroke, and uh, and. That helps a lot when we get that done. Hey, Pat, uh, this is Tim here. Good morning. Nice to hear you're, hey, Tim, you're, you you're cranking along. Want to see in a few events out here. Um, um, just real quick, we're seeing this trend. It's over 70%, it seems like, uh, doing a mallet-style putter for a lot of the PGA Tour players. Um, and I'm not sure for the for the women's side, but I, I've been following that a little bit as this trend is going up a little bit. Obviously, that mallet style, um, you've got different options there compared to a blade style, which they're considering, even the Camerons, um, some of those putters that they're calling with a little toe drop. What do you feel like for players that come into you? Um, do they go mallet style? Do you have them? Do you have them putt with both of them? Um, you know, what do you see from an amateur standpoint? What should someone like Jeff said, a starting point, they come in and, and try a few putters? Yeah, what's good about the mallet style putters is the, the alignment aids that are on them. For one, you know they got a big line on them, and it's it's easier to get the putter uh, aimed properly, right? When we do some of our a lot of our putter things that we do, a lot of the people are aimed left or right of the hole. So once you get them to kind of look at that and 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 get them pointed in the right direction, that helps a lot. But there are toe hang putters like that and face balance ones. So because especially for on tour, I mean there are some guys that like to you know get a little handsy. So they they like to release the putter a little bit more, and some of them aren't that straight back and straight through. But there's a lot of these guys have all kinds of different grips and everything too, right? You see everything what they're doing with their hands. A lot of them are trying to fight that that release and and trying to get that putter going straight back and straight through. So if you have the mallet with the face balance, which most of the mallets with the double bend shaft, you know the it doesn't have a 
like the the hazel, like the traditional putter would have. Those are, are going to be your face balanced putters in general. So some of them will hang a little bit, but yeah, um, I think the male style for one the the MOI of the putter that's the moment of inertia. You know, it has less resistance to, to twisting. If you hit a little toward the toe, a little toward the heel, it, it won't open or close as much as, as a blade would. Yeah, and it, talk to me about the technology that's used here. There's a lot of variables that get measured uh, through the fitting process. It's not only loft, lie, it's it's the type of hosel that you, you prefer with your stroke. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, the, uh, the type of hosel is... Uh, you know, the, you have a little bit different offsets to it. Some of ours are a little bit more offset, and, and some of them are a little bit less. A lot of that becomes uh, kind of a preference. The, they, they still serve the same purpose, though. If it's a little toe hang, it'll it'll open or close a little bit. But when there's a little more offset, it, it is easier to for some of the guys to to get it squared up. And something that like the old ping answer putters, you know, with the plumber's neck, the a lot of people have grown up using a putter that, like that, so some guys just like to see that when they're looking down at a putter. It's a it's a pretty big uh, pretty big deal to look down at a cut at a putter and have some confidence in it, you know. So when you when you like the look of it, it it's just going to exude a little bit more confidence when you're when you're uh, put, putting your stroke on it. That's all. And how how does length affect a putter fitting? You know, because there's you can have many different lengths and people set up differently. How, how does length affect the putter fitting? And while you're at it, adding loft to the putter, I think most putters come with about four degrees of loft. Is that something you work with when you're fitting people? Sure. Yes. Um, you know, some people, it depends on what they're setting up with their hands. You know, you get uh, uh, some people are adding loft, which is what one of the thing parameters that, that the SAM putt lab will measure is how much loft you're delivering at impact. So if somebody is adding a lot of loft, they're going to end up putting a little bit more backspin on the ball. So either we, we could just kind of change the loft, you know, de-loft it a little bit so that they're they're not putting as much backspin on it, or we could just kind of work on their technique a little bit too. You know, sometimes if you get somebody just maybe give it a little forward press, then they can get a, a better roll on it too. Because um, we don't want to have any backspin on the on, on the uh on the ball, you know, when you're putting backspin on the ball with the, with the putter, a lot of times you're going to find people are coming up a little bit short. It's just not going to have the, it's not going to have the rollout that we want. It's funny, Pat, the, uh, I kind of went back to a, a, a camera and it's a notch back. It's like a Newport two. Um, but I'm exploring, uh, options and I'm doing the, the claw. So it just holds it a little bit better. But what I did find is I got a putter a half or an inch shorter than I was used to. And it turned me into a little more engaged, over my line, the eyes were over the line. I felt a little more comfortable. But what I did is I, I grabbed putters that were too long and grabbed putters that were too short. Ended up going, geez, I kind of like shorter better. Do you do that with your with your uh, fittings or even students? Yeah, do you find them right? Yes, yes, absolutely. That's uh, the length is is another big big factor in there because if if the putter's too long, it's going to push somebody too far away and the toe of the club will be up in the air a little bit, right? So if the toe of the club is up in the air, that's another, you know, Sam Paulette measures that too. It knows if the toe is up in, in, or down. And if, if the toe is up in the air when you're putting, it's an indication that the putter is probably too long for you. Um, now with all the, all the new ping putters, which is kind of cool, it, it, they're, uh, they're adjustable. They're, it'll go anywhere from 32 inches to 36 inches in length. So it's very easy for us to, you know, we'll just set the set different length putters and, 
and just like you were saying, just like you did, you kind of you get there, and if you can get over the ball, and you'll just feel that the stroke is just a little smoother, right? And the ball will come off a little bit better because if the toe is up in the air, you know, you're already pointing the the face a little bit to the left as it is, you know. And then yeah, and as, you, and as you're pointing out too, that ping putter it comes out of the grip. The grip lengthens, but and as we all know, if you get a little flatter, that toes up in the air, it dynamically changes the loft. So the loft of a putter, then you're pointing left. We know this in club fitting, and that ball will deflect to the left. So now you got to make an adjustment where you almost will point to the right, and that's where you're going to find these. Being fit for a putter is very important. People overlook this. They can just grab a putter and figure it out. But with the sand putt, it's going to identify some of these things to help people. And as we saw on TV, looks like the better putters generally win. <laughs> yeah. And it oh, seems yeah. like it's also these things make it hard to hit the center of the blade. Yeah, so if you've got the toe up or if the length isn't right, um, your hands aren't under your shoulders because your putter's too long or too short, that'll affect centerness of contact, right? And then all bets are off, right, if you're starting to hit a putt off the toe. Won't a face balance putter help with heel or toe hits, though? It, it won't if uh, if somebody is, is kind of uh, has too big of an arc, right? Because if, if, if you have too big of an arc, you know, a lot of times tendencies you'll kind of pull across it more toward the toe, Um you really got to get the right style because it, it, it'll let us know the sand putt level, let us know how much you're opening and closing the blade through impact. And if it's a very gradual, um, very slight art, then yeah, the face balance putter is easier to get in the middle. But for somebody that's trying to use that face balance putter that has a big arc, the the contact where it actually shows where you're hitting it on the face too is, is kind of all over the board. So, and, yeah, those are things that we're definitely going to look at. Now, people that stand too far away from the ball or have their eyes inside the ball tend to have a bigger arc. Is that correct? They will, and and sometimes those people are, are a little more comfortable with the with the really the toe hang putter because you're standing away a little bit, and further away you are, the more of an arc you're going to promote. Right. So if you get closer with the face balance, you get your eyes right over the ball. You'll, you'll have a, a straighter back and through. So, you know, everybody says straight back and straight through. There's no such thing as that, really. We're always got a slight arc, but, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come inside and uh, on the back and, and a slight arc anyway. But, um, yeah, th- those are uh, <clears throat> really good good points. And, and uh, if we can get somebody matched up with their natural stroke to the putter that they, that they uh, should be using, it works a lot. One other thing that we do is, is we, we look at if their aim. Aim is a big thing, right? So, and a lot of times we find out if, if somebody's right eye dominant or left eye dominant, they're aiming one way or their tendencies are one way or the other. Most times the people that are right eye dominant, they're aiming probably five to ten degrees left of, of the, the hole on a ten-foot putt. And when you get them, when you line it up, they, a lot of times people look at that and they'll go, wow, that blade looks wide open. But then when they stroke it, it goes in. They uh, they know that they're just aiming improperly. And based on the strokes <clears throat> that, that you're seeing in, in the SAM, do, do you recommend certain alternate putting grip styles, whether it's or grip sizes? Grip sizes yep. uh, you have the claw, arm lock, any, anything that you would recommend based on seeing somebody's stroke? Uh, not so much. I mean, th- those things are are really uh, pretty personal, and but it's it's something we you know we would recommend for. Um, to try out, obviously, because when you when you got that left hand low, you know a lot of people are doing that. Jordan Spieth, I mean, he's a phenomenal putter, right? He puts left hand low. Um, all these things that that people are doing with their hands on their grip and the size of the grip 
is really to kind of get the hands out of the stroke, right? So some, if you get too much, you know, flipping action at the bottom, you're going to do all kinds of different things with the putter. So all those things that we, we kind of just let people know that we're trying to really take the hands out of the stroke a little bit. And however they put their hands on the grip to, to, to accomplish that is fine. All right, and last question. So you, you see you're, you're a PGA professional. You give a lot of – what is your favorite tip to give someone out there listening today? People, we, we talk about putting a lot, but we talked about putter fitting. And, you know, I think it's important because it will breed confidence. You know, you have a putter that feels good in your hands. A grip feels right. When you look down, the lines look good. You know you're square. That's why people use that line on the golf ball, right, because it is hard to know where you're aimed. What is your favorite tip for people when, when you get them in there for the putting and the fitting? What's one of the most important things people can take away from that? I think the most important thing is, is learning to start your ball on the right line. You know, one of, the, one of the things that we would give them is like you just you get a yardstick, just a one-inch yard, you know, yardstick, draw a line right down the middle of it, and just practice that. You can put that in your, on your carpet at home, whatever. And just see if you could roll it off the end of that, that yardstick. If you can't roll it off the, the end of that yardstick, then you're opening or closing the blade. You're doing something, right? So if you're able to, to roll it off of a three-foot stick, you could you could hit your targets. So I think Uh-oh. When it, I'm going to be there all day it, trying to figure that one out. I was going to say, my wife's going to look at me a little crazy. It's on the carpet in the living room. Yeah. 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 But that does. It helps. You know, if you could – you know, if you could start the ball online, then then you got a better chance of making it. Then the next thing is just reading the greens, right? I mean, you got to learn how that's to read. That's a whole nother book. That's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. Yeah, it's a whole nother story. Well, thanks, Pat. If people want to get a hold of you at Woods to Wedges to maybe get on the Sam Putt Lab, maybe get a putter fitting, maybe get a lesson, maybe look at some equipment, how will they reach you? Yeah, they could. Uh, we could they could just call the shop. Probably the best option is to call the shop. Is it's six three two three zero two one. And uh, right now we're booking, and we're probably booking a, a few weeks out right now, but um, the sooner you call, the, the, the better, the quicker we can get you in there and uh, get you going. All right, great. And Pat Phillips, the PGA professional from Woods to Wedges, thanks for coming on with us, Pat. And after the break here, we're going to be joined by the other T Green member, Kevin Sylvester. So as we come back, listen, and he'll be giving us the update from the PGA Tour stop this week. Thanks again to Pat Phillips, and we'll catch you on the other side of the break. You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tea to Green coming up. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. Brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different. And also by Puma Golf Shoes. And we're back. Tee to green here at Glen Oak Golf Club on a beautiful day. And we're about to cover the PGA Tour. So this week we have the TPC Twin Cities Open. Kevin will be giving us a little insight on that shortly. In first place is Scott Piercy, followed by Emilio Grillo. And in third at eight unders, a young man I've never heard of, Callum Taren. We're going to have to learn a little bit about Callum Taren. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. That's correct. Yes. And the... Okay, so the LPGA this week is at uh, the Amundi Avion Championship, which is taking place in France. And we have Brooke Henderson out of Canada taking the lead right now at minus 14. Uh, Carlotta Seganda at minus 11. And Nelly Corda finally coming back, rising up the leaderboards at minus 11. So a really nice leaderboard for the LPGA. And it's time for our Champions Tour report, brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing, the world's finest golf apparel. And it's the Senior Open Championship over at PGA Centenary Course. And our leader at 8-under is Darren Clark. He's uh, ahead of Scott Perrell and Stephen Ames. And that should be a good weekend of golf over there. Um, and right now, we're going to bring in our tee to green stalwart, and he's following the PGA Tour right now, Kevin Sylvester. Kevin, great to hear your voice this morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Uh, hey, hey, real quick, um, and this is going to make me have to get Jeff Blank one of these now. Um, my favorite, I have a new favorite Donald Ross golf shirt, that white one with the blue flowers, Jeff. Love that shirt. I wore it down uh, to the studios to play golf in here. It's cool. It's just amazing. So I shout I've out got, to our friends at Donald Ross. Yeah, they make some nice stuff. I've got the one with the skulls on it right now, Kev. It's Ooh, pretty wow. cool. Yeah, I look, I look really, really tough. Yeah, golfers that look tough, yeah, it's hard yes, to do. Right. Yeah. How's that it going out there? The th- you at the Wanaka invite. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you play at Wanaka? I didn't know that. Uh, hey, um, yeah. uh, what's go what's going on out there this week, Kev, at the, at the 3M? Well, you know, the 3M Open, and they had wind the first day, but it really in the afternoon, uh, it was the morning round. Scott Piercy went out in the morning round, calm conditions, and he shot six under par. And then he went out and, and it did, didn't even better yesterday, uh, shooting seven under par. So uh, he's taken lead. This is a guy who's won four times on the PGA Tour. And so no stranger to making birdie, Scott Piercy. Emiliano Grillo. You know who's in second will tee off with Piercy today, and ex- they're going early. So I'm on the uh, PJ Tour Live ESPN Plus coverage. Uh, we'll be starting. I'll be on Stream Four, our featured holes, the par threes. Now that'll be happening at 8:30 this morning when I'm on with Craig Perks, former Players Championship uh, winner. And so they're going split tees today because of uh, expected storms in the area. So we'll see how that affects uh, you know the wind and stuff in the golf course when it's windy. You know, most golf courses, the, the par threes give a reprieve. Well, this week they played so difficult and, and over par, except for number four yesterday. It's the only par three they played under par uh, in the first two rounds of golf. And by the way, since you're at Glen Oak, Susie Whaley wanted to say hello to Tim Freeze because uh, she is uh, right. working. She is working the ESPN Plus coverage this week, and so she wanted to say hello to Freezer. Ah, oh, please give Susie my best. Absolutely. I'll oh, tell her I airplane. feel snubbed, will you? What, <laughs> <laughs> am I chop liver? <laughs> All right. Well, I will. She's working the booth next to me I will uh, with Johnny Swantek, so I will definitely tell her, hey, you know what, Jeff oh. Metis uh, is definitely flooded here in this situation. <laughs> she's excellent at that. She's a, she's a great spokesperson a great for job. the PGA. Yeah, she is, uh, and, and they love the job she's doing uh, here uh, on 
you know, for PJ Tour Live. So uh, I think you're going to see more of Susie Whaley. It, it, one of the few women that played any uh, tour event for the men. Susie, oh, okay. out in Connecticut. I did know that. Who's yeah, Callum? The, tra- the Travelers cha- Travelers Championship, right? right there, what you got? Uh, Absolutely. Yes. She's an excellent golf pro. Who's Callum Tarrant? From England. From England. I, I've yep. never heard that name, Kev. Can you give us a little uh, a little bio on him? Um, well, aside from him being an Englishman, <laughs> I, you know, I have not followed him, uh, frankly, at all. So, uh, you know, I, he, when I was over in Scotland, he played in the Scottish Open, played in the Open Championship, uh, but I haven't had a chance to follow him. So I would just be, you know, reading off stats if I, I did it to you. But... We'll say this. I mean, he, he shot the round of the day yesterday, eight under sixty-three. And as you guys know, one of the most difficult things to do is follow up a great round of golf, even with a good round of golf. So uh, he's got, he certainly got that on his hands today to try to, after shooting even par. But again, that was in the winds. He was playing in the heavy winds on Thursday afternoon, and so conditions will will be a factor. To see how he shoots today. And Scott Piercy, this is interesting to me. He's one hundred thirty-seventh in strokes game putting this year. He comes to this tournament, he's first in strokes game putting, and I recently found out he made a putter switch in the last two weeks, so I'm kind of wondering if I make a putter switch, is that going to dramatically improve my... No. No. Jeff's shaking his head. <laughs> Jeff's shaking his head. No. It may help. Well, yeah. it wasn't just the putter, though. I believe he changed coaches also. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, and, and I believe caddies, too. I think he's got Micah Fujit on, on the bag also. So, um, oh. you know, wholesale changes for Scott Piercy. And it is paying off this week. I will say, though, he's got to speed it up a little bit. Uh, you know, we had him on the eighth hole yesterday with yeah. his penultimate hole. And it seemingly took five minutes for him to decide what club, how he wanted to hit it. And he wasn't committed to it. And then I have a 66 footer that seemed to take quite some time to figure out the line they wanted to take. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, well, that's put, my they one. They put him on the clock, and he was not happy about it. Well, I it, you know what? He deserved to be on it. Frankly, uh, he was playing slow. All right, Kev. Well, it must be uh, it must be another exciting week on the PGA Tour. We appreciate you joining us. Um, we'll look forward to having you back here in Buffalo one of these weeks soon. I know you've been traveling and bouncing around the country following golf. As I say every week, I'm very jealous of your job, Kev. I think you got one of the best jobs in golf. Well, thank you. I believe me. I I'm blessed to be doing what I'm doing. I'm I'm enjoying it, and I'm very grateful and. Uh, it's it's exciting for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kev. Thanks. All right, All right and we're back. We'll see you. We'll see you soon. And uh, yeah, I got it. I got to admit, Kevin's Kevin's got it made. He gets to follow. He's you know he gets to walk the ropes with these guys, see the best players in the world up close, get on the range, interview them after the rounds. You know, and something like that. You know, being around Freezer, one of the cool things we get to do, like when the PJ Championship or tour events are around, we get to be on the range or right next to these guys while they're hitting or walking inside the ropes. And one of my favorite things to do is watch them practice yeah. um you know if you get on it if you ever if you're if you're someone who likes golf if you ever go to a, a pga tour event one of the coolest places to go is the driving range and if you can get up close and and just listen to the interaction of the players and watch how disciplined they are practicing uh you'll notice a big difference between the way a tour player practices and a average golfer practices or warms up for his round um one last tip before yeah. we head out freezer what do you think give somebody a tip this morning that's going to head out and and play how should they get warmed up or prepare themselves for a round this morning and, and i always go back to this routine thing um whether it's on the first tee you do your routine practice your routine on the driving range you're gonna hit a few balls stand behind that shot whatever your routine is take two waggles hit your shot take your 15 seconds on the putting green 
Jeff, you're always good at your routine. You stand behind the ball. You kind of, you know, squint with one eye. You, you, I only you got do, one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you're a good putter. But you, I, I would say that you're a good routine player. So if you're going out today to play, kind of really practice that. Don't, as Tiger says and his dad says, the, the driving range is there to warm up, not to practice. So right. get out there, warm up, but practice your routine on every shot today. And if you commit to that, I'll tell you what, before you know it, you're like, hey, I'm Got something going here because you're just lost in that routine. Again, whether it's the first tee with your buddies or it's a championship uh, or it's a putt to win something, um, I don't know if you, you caught it there, but uh, last week we watched a lot of these guys putting very well at the end. You can't do that if you're watching around looking at all the, at, at all the crowd and getting distracted. You have to be engaged in Or doing routine. something you've never done before that's different. That's right. All right. Well, I hope everybody listening enjoyed our show today from Glen Oak. It's been a beautiful day. I hope everybody's getting out to hit some golf balls, play some golf, enjoy the weather this weekend. I'm Jeff Metis, PGA. I'd like to thank Timothy F- Patrick Freeze, PGA. I'd like to thank Pat Phillips, PGA. And I'd like to thank Kevin Sylvester and Jeff Blank for joining us this week and Glen Oak, Glen Oak for hosting us. We'll be back next week from the Golf Dojo. So listen up for that. That'll be a great show. Once again, thank you, everybody, and enjoy your weekend golfing. Nice job, Metis. Yes. You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.